So Tommy Wiseau will not sue us. Um, that's hopefully not. Um, <laughs> being the fact that, like, look, if some, if one of the four people who listen to this podcast, wow, do threaten legal action against us, um, then then we'll delete it. I, I would just, I would honestly just feel blessed to meet Tommy Wiseau. I've, I would ask for him to bring Mark along, maybe the dog. I don't know. I've met him uh, at least twice, maybe three times. I honest, I I can't remember. I know at least twice I have met him at screenings for the for the room. The great international man of mystery, Tommy Wiseau. I, it's pretty great. So I I went to, I've been to a handful of midnight screenings of the room. Okay. Um, and and one of them, he the first one I went to, he was there. He signed autographs. I was living with two of my friends, Clayton and Davy. Mm-hmm. Um. Davey was not with us. Uh, no, Clayton was not with them. They're both alive. They're not, <laughs> they're not dead. One of them was, Rest in peace, was not there. Um, and we bought a poster, and I had him sign it for the three of us. Because we're all three big fans, and I believe Clayton was the one who was not there. So myself and Davey are like, hey, uh, can you sign this? Make it out to Ryan, Davey, and Clayton. And he's like, oh, yes, yes, yes. And then he signs it. He says... To Brian, Davey, and Clayton, be good to each other. P.S. Be good. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm the one who asked him to sign it, and he got my name wrong, but he got the the name right of the guy who wasn't there. Well, you know what? Actually, your name's Brian now. So just (laughs) the room is amazing. The room is fuck. The room is Rocky Horror Picture Show Mm -hmm. for irony poisoned millennials. Like, yeah, it's hilarious. It makes no sense. Uh, if you got caught watching the room, like if your mom or something walked in, she'd be like, "What? What the fuck are you watching?" <laughs> and you'd just be like, "You don't get it, mom, but I do." Uh, one time, uh, like the last week of of living in 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 Northridge, because uh, I went to see Sun and with with Davy and Clayton, and one of the things we did during our last week of living in our apartment is we just kind of put on the room. And watched it in the background. And if you put that movie on as background noise, it's a completely different experience. Oh, your your brain is totally smooth right now. <laughs> it's just gone. I I uh, I I like kind of checked in at one point, and it was the first scene where Claudette shows up um, and reveals that she has breast cancer, which is never <laughs> mentioned again in the movie. And I cried laughing for five minutes because oh. it's just it's so different. When you just kind of put it on in the back, it's not yeah, meant listen, to be in the background. Tommy Wiseau is a genius. Modern day Leonardo, maybe. Uh, you know, we'll never understand. Who's who's the weirdest celebrity you've ever met, um, or like encountered or made eye contact with? He's, I mean, he's definitely up there. Um, by like definition of weird person, yeah, he's yeah. he's definitely the weirdest one I've ever met. Um, the weirdest, like most obscure interaction I ever had was here at at Fox Sports Radio when I was 
interning on on Jay Moore Sports, he brought in Brooks Whelan, who was on like one season of Saturday Night Live, who followed you know he followed yeah, the, the, yeah, the yeah, Jay yeah. Moore path. Very. Uh, <laughs> and, um, that's a deep cut right there, <laughs> Brooks Whelan. He was. Uh, I mean, he's a solid stand-up comedian, but he just kind of like all he really did was just be himself on Weekend Update a couple times. Yeah. And um, I was in the studio. This is while I was an intern, where like everything was still so nutty to me where you just have these random encounters with d-list yeah semi-famous yeah. it's brooks whelan is is a very nice guy but i'll i'll I, he'll be the first to tell you that d-list is even uh it might be too kind yeah it might yeah. be too kind um he's i i had to bring him something in the studio and this was when Nikki six had his studio down here and um he would bring in his dog who was a big golden retriever who okay. just wander around the halls here which is what? you know not very big how did i miss this it, yeah it was it was before your time oh my god i know um and so i'm bringing something to to brooks and i'm i'm like i don't know what to say to these people and uh the dog just comes into the studio so the door was open um and and brooks is petting it and i'm like that's nikki six's dog yeah dude <laughs> and he goes this is Nikki Six's dog. I'm like, yeah. He goes, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm like, yep. And I'm thinking in my head, this is the weirdest interaction yeah, I've ever had with anybody. <laughs> yeah, man. That's, that's, uh, yeah, that's Ozzy Osbourne's Pomeranian. <laughs> has, has Gavin ever told you the story of when um, Ozzy Osbourne was here and, and he had to show him how to use the coffee machine? Uh, and no. Gavin also didn't know how to use the coffee machine. <laughs> So the two of them are like trying to figure out how to, and that that would have that would have topped everything. That you know that that melt. I'm my brain is melting just thinking of that. That sounds incredible. Another uh, thing that I am beyond frustrated to have missed here. I I've never seen anybody here. I've never seen anybody cool here. Uh, my weirdest celebrity encounter is 100 percent. Uh, famous American comedian Tom Green. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, I saw him at a Starbucks in Hollywood, and we made eye contact with each other. And he was like, "Hey, I know you know I'm Tom Green, but please don't say anything." <laughs> and I was like, "It just was all like via telepathy because we didn't say a word to each other." And I was like, "Yeah, cool, man. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cramp your style. You're Tom Green, so yeah. It's just he just wanted coffee, man. He just wanted coffee. He was done." He was done doing the Freddy Got Fingered stuff. He didn't want to talk about it. It's fine. I get it. I get it. Uh, a, a, f- a friend of mine coerced me into watching the most recent season of Celebrity Big Brother in which Tom Green was on. Him and Kato Kalin oh, became he's still... great friends. He's Yeah, he's still – he's not funny. <laughs> I don't know Aww. how to put it. Like, he's – I watched him on that show, and I'm like, how the fuck – like, <laughs> How is this man famous? Like this Listen, guy is a very mediocre comedian. We we settled for a lot of stuff in the early to mid two thousands. We we lost sight of who we are as a country and a culture. But I think we're coming back. I think we're coming back. You Jackass know, Jackass four got announced. We're gonna we have go. one of those. Yeah, no. That's right. USA, baby. USA. <laughs> really, really quickly too, because this reminds me of um one last weird celebrity encounter I had here. Again, this is, you know, very low, not even D list. Like uh, Lisa Lampanelli was here, and this oh, was while I was interning. Lisa. And um, I I had only known her for you know all the various like roasts that she had done, and and like uh, 
Jay told me before the show, he's like, yeah, Lisa Lampanelli is coming. You're going to have to go get her out of the courtyard. And I'm thinking, like, oh, fuck. Like, I, I cannot stand her. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is, oh, uh, God, she's going to make fun of me. <laughs> I have to talk with Lisa Lampanelli. I go outside to get her. I did not recognize her because she lost a lot of weight. Yeah, is it the... Um, and she had, like, short red hair, which is very different yeah, no. than, than what I had ever seen her as before. Nicest person I've ever met. She was isn't, so incredibly kind Isn't that how it always goes, yeah. though? You never expect it. I uh, I am, you know, everyone's always like, you know, Vince Scully was in the studio the other day, and yeah. I'm like, oh, I, I missed it again. What if I met him and he's a huge dick? <laughs> like... My my fear is like meeting Vin Scully and somehow we start talking about politics. <laughs> it's, it's just over. I don't. I can't do it anymore. He he seems like the only person in the world who would be. There's just no way in hell that he can be an asshole. Like there's just no way. He, I know, he's he's. But I know. <laughs> I know. Listen. <laughs> I I did I have I ever told you about this? I did I did meet him here one time. No. Um, well, technically here. So he came in. This was the first time where I was in. Uh, I had a shift going on where he would randomly come in to, to record some liners in the back. Um, this was like, like two years ago now. Um, he, uh, I, I heard him walk in, and he came in with our our president, and uh, not not the president of the United Don <laughs> Martin. <laughs> he came in. He came in with Donald Trump, Oops. and all I can think of, Folks. oh my God, it's Vince Scully. Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> Beautiful walls here. You can't hear anything. There's soundproof. That's a nightmare, dude. That's- can you imagine? <laughs> oh my God. Um, Vince Scully put a Dodger hat away, and he just threw, pulled out a MAGA hat. <laughs> that would That would be, you know top three worst moments of my life but, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but that didn't know he came in with don martin and um and he walked towards the, i was standing in i was sitting in the editing room talking to an intern and uh i'm facing the opening of the room and vince scully just walks casually walks by the opening and i'm talking to her and i stop mid-sentence and i go oh my god that's vince scully. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> vince scully is here and, and she's like oh my god I'm like, yeah, just okay, just <laughs> all, right. all right. And so, and then I sat there. I went and got a breakfast burrito from from next door. Uh, take ten. Yeah. R.I.P. Yep. <laughs> Pour one out. Uh, I really enjoyed the breakfast burritos. Uh, they definitely got like a B rating on their last. Well, like, see, that's the best food in this county. That's true. That's like, true. Listen, if you're going to anywhere in Los Angeles and they have higher than a B, go somewhere else. Yeah. Uh. They they couldn't stick they couldn't hang though <laughs> unfortunately <Listen>. they, <laughs> survival of the fittest get a C next time <sighs> son of a bitch but um <laughs> so he came he came back here and I was you know I was I, I'm like all right I was waiting for him to come back my direction and I figured all right I'm gonna strategically you know get up and stand in the doorway and then just say oh hello uh, <laughs> do something that would be totally natural and normal and. Uh, he um he he goes to leave but he leaves out the back way. There's there's another door that exits yeah. our building. And so I um I hear them do that and you know my heart starts to stink but then I realize no wait a minute this is good for me because now 
I can pretend to run into him on the street. So I, I, um, I, I, I get up, I, I leave through uh, the closer door to me. I run into the courtyard. I run through the building next to us and go out onto Ventura Boulevard. And he's standing there waiting at the intersection with Don Martin, um, who I don't think he knows who I am which made this better for me because yeah. I, I, you know, it was very obvious what I was doing. I, I walk up there waiting at the intersection and I just kind of casually stroll up behind them and I'm standing there waiting and I'm like, oh man, I have to just like naturally bump into him somehow. Well, luckily Vin like realizes they're going the wrong way and he turns around and turns right into me. I'm like, okay, good. So I say, Mr. Scully, I'm I'm I, I'm such a huge fan of yours. Like, <laughs> I just I completely melt. You're sweating, and, <laughs> just a ring of sweat on your shirt. And, and and he says, "Oh, bless your heart." And I went, "Oh my god, that's 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 like being blessed by the Pope." <laughs> and I said, "Oh, thank you, thank you." And then they walk away, and then I stand there and wait at the intersection for them to get far enough where, where I can just, just now turn, turn around and go back, and go back to, to work. <laughs> So, um, yeah, that was that was wild. And the second time he was here, he just walked by the studio again, and and I'm turning with the uh, with an, an intern again that day, and we're just both like very looking, looking very very nice and pleasant, just facing the doorway as he's walking by, and he turns and he says, "Hello, boys. <laughs> Hello, Mister Scully. Oh my God. Uh, Protect him at all costs. Yeah. He's an angel. Oh, man, man." Well, I think that's probably a good segue for what we're actually here <laughs> yeah, for, right? That's, that's, that's sports-related. We've only been talking for 13 minutes. Hey, listen. Content is content. Did I ever, tell you, did I ever tell you when I worked at Dodger Stadium? No. Yeah, I was a I was an usher at Dodger Stadium. Uh, pretty cool job, whatever. Uh, day one, opening day, I want to say 2015, maybe? Uh, opening day, you know, festivities, everybody's there, blah, blah, blah. We're walking to where we're supposed to be posted, and I am not paying attention at all to what I'm doing because I'm like, holy shit, I'm at Dodger Stadium. I'm in the <laughs> inner workings of Dodger Stadium. I'm talking to somebody. I'm not looking where I'm going. They pull me out of the way before I walk into somebody, and I look around. I turn around, and I look at who it was. I almost killed Sandy Koufax. <laughs> no joke. I would have destroyed him. It... I would have had to move. Yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being the person that like caused Sandy Koufax to fall down and break a hip and die? <laughs> It'd be terrible. Uh, that man went to war. <laughs> and then you, you're the one, <laughs> That's the one that doesn't mean. <laughs> Here lies Sandy Koufax, pancaked by a, a mid-20s uh, stadium employee. May he rest in peace. Dude. That's amazing. Well, that that's good. I mean, yeah. at least, you know, you you didn't kill him, so the, that's a the, plus. Um, Brian Wilson, though, he was carrying everybody's laundry. <laughs> that was that's so great. Well, I I think that that should uh, I think that will lead us into what this is. This yeah. uh, what we we've done it. I mean, we've been we've already recorded fifteen minutes of talk time. I think I think we can officially say that we have finally done it. It's 15 minutes of history right there. <laughs> we are, we are finally recording a podcast. We've been talking about this for a solid year. Yeah. Uh, you know, things get in the way. People get in the way. Uh, 
you know, I decided to get married. It's not, it's not dwell on that. But the point is, we're here. <laughs> we're here. We're doing it. It's wonderful. And you know, like, I think we are going to be mostly Dodgers focused. Yeah. But we'll talk about whatever. Yeah. We'll we'll shoot. We'll shoot the shit. Uh, I think really what we were waiting for. Can you imagine if we started this last off season? Yeah. And we would have been like, oh, I think we're gonna get Bryce Harper. <laughs> and psych I, who did they even sign last year i don't remember um they it was oh, aj Pollock. yeah 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 are you fucking kidding me <laughs> what are we going to talk about aj pollock <laughs> but no this year listen i was very close very very close to joining fraudman twitter uh yeah i had to talk you off the ledge multiple times yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh listen you know things happen Obviously, there were other things that happened this offseason that kind of changed the course of being a Dodgers fan. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hey, listen, I'm back. Back like I never left. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it should be a good year. And <laughs> Listen, Andrew Friedman, as far as I'm concerned, second greatest sports executive in Los Angeles history. I mean, I, I can't name him, but you could maybe make an argument for the guy that was the GM of the Kings for when they won their two Stanley oh, Cups. Sure. Uh, and obviously, Jerry West will live on that mountain forever mm. but andrew friedman wins one world series with the dodgers he's he's god or you know whatever the jewish god is <laughs> that's andrew friedman um no yeah this it is amazing that this offseason went from the the dodgers were the <laughs> just uh, they lost the offseason terrible they they for for four Despair. months Despair. it was it was complete misery and then in a matter of a couple of days, all of a sudden, they not only do they actually do shit, but then they become, uh, like they had the best offseason by far out yeah. of anybody. I mean, and I don't, like, obviously, you know, knock on wood or whatever, but overwhelming favorites right now to win it all, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't have said that a month and a half ago, no. a month ago, but, yeah, shit. Good job, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited. Now we will get into the Mookie Betts deal, um, along with uh, we'll have some some fun spring training overreactions in which we plead for everybody to go to driveline. Everybody, um, if you are listening to this, especially Ross Stripling, go to driveline, <laughs> please. Even if it just gets you to 90 miles an hour on your fastball, 91, 92, whatever, just go. What what could it hurt? Just go to driveline. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it. Just go to driveline. I, it's not that hard. Just do it. It's like uh, like Balco or <laughs> Biogenesis. Okay, listen. <laughs> Everyone should be on steroids. That's my hot take. I can, I'll divulge a little more if you guys want me to. But everyone should do steroids at all times. Did you see that um, the 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 documentary about Alex Rodriguez and the biogenesis scandal? A screwball. It's called Screwball. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. It's it's really good, actually. It's on Netflix now. Okay. Um, it came out like a year ago. Uh, it's the, all about Tony Bosch. They have Tony Bosch in it, and it's super interesting. And you come out of it thinking like, 
how the fuck does Alex Rodriguez still have any job that has anything to do with baseball whatsoever? This dude is a mob boss, like legitimately. He he did so much shit to to try to brush that under the rug that obviously it all came back to bite him in the ass. Like that was the whole because he he already did one suspension for steroids and then um you, I, I I hate saying like spoilers when I talk about a documentary because it's all based on real life. You know, Aaron Hernandez killed those people. Okay, sorry. And yeah, he and was then, gay, and then he killed himself and in then prison. Hitler <laughs> killed himself in a bunker. Spoiler alert. Um, but no, it, it's uh basically an, a disgruntled ex uh uh customer of Tony Bosch's is the one who gets into all of his paperwork, leaks a bunch of Listen. shit to the public, where Alex Rodriguez's name is everywhere in it, and then he, A-Rod, and who has people who are scary people. Fixers. <laughs> they, uh, they did some shit to try to, there, there's some, like, fun things where, like, remember how um, when, when the Biogenesis names first came out, and uh, one of the first names that came out was Francisco Cervelli, which, like, who gives a shit if Francisco yeah, Cervelli no, was on something? I understand it. <laughs> the reason why that came out is was it was A-Rod's people who saw that there was another Yankee listed in this, in this like, list of, like, 80 names that were being supplied by Biogenesis. So they leaked Francisco Cervelli to the media to be like, hey, look at this Yankee. Soften the blow. No other Yankee is doing it. Uh, <laughs> and then the same with Ryan Braun. Where oh, that was that was boo. pushed to the public because Ryan Braun was a big name. He was an MVP. Don't look at Alex Rodriguez, who was one of the biggest Listen. names in baseball the last couple decades. Eh, pay attention to Ryan Braun and Francisco Cervelli. All I'm hearing from this whole thing right now is that Alex Rodriguez should definitely own an MLB team <laughs> as soon as possible. Which is very likely at this point. Like, That's good job, Manfred. Way to go. You're you're killing it, dude. Listen, listen, Rob. I know you're going to hear this one day. Don't listen to what everyone else is saying. You're doing excellent. <laughs> it doesn't matter what everyone else thinks, Rob. You're doing great, honey. We love you. Let's get into that, shall we? God. <laughs> what an idiot. Um, Rob Manfred and the Astros cheating scandal. Now, if you're... Oh, shit. My lights went off. What the fuck? Where am I? Uh, <laughs> he's listening, clearly. Um, yeah, I cut the power to Sherman Oaks. Oh Fuck God. these guys. We, I do want to mention, so we're naming this podcast Swing Shift, which is, on one hand, a, a funny baseball pun. Actually, a baseball term. yeah. It's a pretty genius name. I was stressing, and I just I came up with that out of nowhere, and I'm surprised you liked it, to be honest with you, so <laughs> points to me. It works on, on multiple levels. Those are words that have to do with baseball. Sure. And um, we we both work at Fox Sports Radio, and we often cover the late shifts during the week for producers. We both – I have a producing shift from 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. Listen, we're we're all over the field here. (laughs) I think the second time I ever produced, I was thrown into uh, the Doug Gottlieb show during training camp. (laughs) While his normal producer was out there with the Chargers, I was in here. So that was it's a good experience. <laughs> it's great. Uh, so I, I, however, despite the fact that we are radio professionals, and we are we are you know we work for a national sports talk radio network. This is what we do for a living. 
we are very well versed in in all things radio. It took us about forty five minutes to figure out how to set yeah, up everything. But in this listen, pocket. we're just perfectionists. <laughs> listen, that's fine. Yeah, whatever, and we'll definitely fix it before we leave tonight. Sure. Yeah. yeah. They, it, I I think I press some buttons here and move some dials, and um, eventually it's fine. If if Bo is echoing, I hope he's not. But that that was the last thing is I can when you he just, talks to me, you can hear his voice through a speaker yeah, in this but, room. You know, whatever. You just hear my voice a little more. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's the price we gotta pay. Uh, <laughs> listen, listen. All I gotta say right now. Fuck Rob Manfred. Yes. I I hate him so much. I just, like, we could probably fill three hours talking about the Astros and how much we hate them, right? Absolutely. Like, I don't even know where, where we would start with that. Like, as I think as all this has unfolded and they keep showing Game 7 mm-hmm. over and over and over again, I just... It, it makes you relive it all mm. and it sucks ass i think um there there are a lot of basic points about the astros that uh that that people have been harping upon for for months now yeah. and um and and we'll we'll just lay out the basic points for the two of us um yeah the the title should have been vacated it's stupid that it's yeah, not yeah um obviously we don't we don't want it given to the dodgers nobody does no 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 and and i've heard the argument of like well in the olympics they give it to the person who's second or when lance armstrong vacated everything all that went to the people who finished second and while that makes sense to an extent those with with individual awards it makes more sense yeah um the dodgers still could have won they still they still beat the astros three times in that series right i think it was two games they won on the road did they win? They um they won. Yeah. They, yeah. Maybe they won one game in Houston. Whatever. I've erased that from my memory. I don't <laughs> care anymore. It's done. The point is, is just looking back at that series because we've had to revisit it now. Uh, my one takeaway, I think, really from the whole scenario, is that people need to stop talking down on Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. I I was telling our dear friend, Rob Parker, who I will do anything to retweet this show when we post it. Mm. Uh, I think even he kind of agreed, uh, I'm going to look at Kershaw as a World Series champion for the rest of my career, or for the rest of his career, because uh, for all intents and purposes, he is. He was nails in game one of that series, and his worst performance in the series, uh, shocker, was in Houston. <laughs> Where he had a four-run lead, and he he blew it, which he's never done before. What was the the number I saw? I believe it was like he threw fifty-one curveballs and sliders, and not a single swing and 51, miss in that game. Yep. Um, and also the yeah the Dodgers won one game in Houston. I I was doing the math in my head. It was because yeah. they won game one won of that series. One. They won game six. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if it was three or four. They won game four, right? Because that was the Alex Wood game. Yeah. 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 Um. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I fully agree. I I thinking about Clayton Kershaw's postseason legacy, it hurts 
Yeah, it, it hurts deeply. It is it is by far the most painful thing, as uh, <laughs> you know, it's Roberto uh, from the Ben Maller show. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, Clayton Kershaw's um, postseason legacy is it, it's it's so so difficult to process um, because you you look at like the beginning of his career and his struggles against the Cardinals which you can write off to the fact that they had a shitty bullpen in those years and Mattingly did not trust handing the ball off to the bullpen, which made sense because Clayton Kershaw was at the time the best pitcher on the planet and it wasn't even close. But he was being stretched like crazy into the seventh inning and it's because they didn't have anybody reliable to go in those situations. Who who are they going to give the ball to? Like Pedro Baez? Right, right. In in 2010 or whatever when like... And and Baez has been good the last couple years, but like he's still... He's not elite. Like <laughs> he's he's still Pedro Bias. I hate to tell exactly. you guys. Yeah. Um yeah, it's just I feel I feel horrible for him. And you know, like yeah, you can look at his failures, but we did the same thing with LeBron. Yeah. Up until like you're a failure until you win one and then your entire career narrative changes. And it's just uh I don't I don't know how he doesn't unleash white hot rage all along <laughs> all over the astros because i i would right. i i would and the the smugness with which the astros have responded to all this that's also very annoying that, uh, yeah for for a player like josh reddick who uh, infinitely more athletic than me no mm-hmm. problem there uh he sucks at baseball josh reddick is not <laughs> a good baseball player uh, he's he's ass <laughs> And for him to go and talk like he's, uh, you know, Aaron Judge or Jose Altuve or Cody Bellinger, just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, just save it, like, you know, maybe write what you want to say and give it to Carlos Correa so that, like, people will listen. <laughs> but, like, you're you're Josh Reddick. No one cares. No one cares. Uh, obviously, like... Nobody in sports should get death threats because of something in sports because it doesn't matter that much. Um, but when he pointed that out, I hope somebody also like pointed out to him like, and I'm sure Mike Fires has gotten absolutely nothing from Houston Astros. Yeah, fans. Astros fans tried to uh, call Mike Fires a pedophile. Right, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, that was the whole thing. That's whoa, that's wild, dude. <laughs> Speaking of like, Astros fans have responded to this as. The exact way I thought yeah. Texas fans would respond 100%. to this—it's amazing. I I always think back to uh, a game that would be that would be Game Four of the World Series because it was after you Darvish's start in because Darvish started Game Three, right? And that's when yeah. he got shelled because it was in Houston. Yeah. Um, and then Yuli did his racist bullshit, <laughs> and then the next day because like that thing blew up. And then Yuli Gurriel got suspended for the following season. Yeah, where it would have nothing to Makes do. Makes total with sense. The 2017 World Series, um, and uh, he, the Astros fans, gave him a standing ovation the first time yeah. he came to the plate. Mm-hmm. And I remember, th- and it was the same with the Josh Hader thing from earlier in the season, where yeah. after the All Star game, all of his old racist tweets came out, and he got a no, huge no, no, standing no. ovation during the All Star game. The All-Star, that's that right. was hilarious. That was actually that was that, that was, was great. That was one of the funniest moments in baseball history, <laughs> if we can be honest with you. Uh, but I thought that, and and Brewers fans did the same thing, and in those situations where, and and you know that the Astros, their home opener. 
going to get a gigantic oh, standing yeah. ovation. Yeah. And the question then I have for those fans is, if they didn't cheat, are you giving that same ovation? If Yuli Gurriel doesn't do the racist gesture, are you giving him the standing ovation in the next game? No, no, you're not. No. The only reason you did that is because you wanted to show that you support him. But you shouldn't fucking support somebody who does that <laughs> shit. Like, like it's 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 incredible it's... that that people want to go to that length. And and you the whole reason you're giving him that ovation is because they if they never did that, you're not giving him that ovation. Nah. So it's it's so it's such a bad. That look. that's that should have been our preview into what would happen with this whole scandal because Guriel didn't get shit. What did he get? Like five games for the it next season? Fi- yeah, five game suspension to start the following. For real? Season. Like that should have been our fucking our first clue <laughs> that Rob Manfred would not have the balls to do anything to Houston. Yeah, it's. I just. Oh. As this as this develops, I'm starting to dislike Rob Manfred more than I dislike anybody on Houston. Uh-huh. Like for all that I care, everyone on Houston can, you know, have a shit season, bat one hundred. Uh, you know, all the talking heads can say that analytics are bullshit. Right. That's fine. I don't care. But Manfred sucks so bad at this. He is so bad at this. How could he be this bad? It doesn't make any sense. I thought Adam Silver was pretty bad at mm-hmm. what he does. Uh, Rob Manfred is making Adam Silver look like Paul Tagliabue and David Stern <laughs> had a baby, and it was Adam Silver. Like that's that's the only thing that makes any sense. I don't get it. It's it's amazing because this is what his legacy will be defined as as yeah. a commissioner, and, and that that's entirely what it comes down to. And it either comes down to him being defined as the guy who vacated the title after a team was found to be institutionally cheating yeah. for an entire season Crazy. that eventually won and probably the more. Series. Yeah. Um, or he could be the guy who, you know, suspended their manager and, and general manager for a year, gave him a $5 million fine, took away a couple draft picks. And like, we say that, like, it's not a big deal, but like, you got to understand, like, that's not a big it's deal. Not, no. <laughs> that's, I that's mean, nothing. People that are, people that have been doing this for a lot longer than we have, have already said, like, all that Manfred did was say, all right, if you want a World Series, mm. spend $5 million yeah. and lose a couple draft picks. Okay, yeah. gosh, no, we got it. Thanks, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, it's yeah. ridiculous. Like, just think about what was Adam Silver's first big thing as commissioner of the NBA? Um, It was Donald Sterling. Oh, right. That yeah, was his yeah. first controversy. That's right, okay. And he, you know, forced him to sell the team mm. and said, hey, this is not okay. That – and absolute masterclass from him com- compared to what fucking Manfred did with right. the Astros I'll never and yeah like that's just his legacy that's who he is now doesn't matter he's gonna have to live with that for the rest of his career and his life is you know the guy that let the Astros get away with it that's I want to since we are radio professionals I'm gonna play us I'm gonna play a, a clip right now <gasps> oh yeah. we have sound yeah we have sound Ooh. this is so um you know, when when Rob Manfred was uh, defecating in public a couple weeks ago, uh, there were a lot of various sound bites that came out of his multiple press conferences. The one where he fucked up and was like, oh, well, the commissioner's trophy is just a piece of metal. And then he gave another press conference saying that that was taken, you know, I'm he apologized sorry. for that, which. Oopsie daisy. Like, it, it, the fact that a a commissioner of a professional sports league would downplay 
the very goal of every single person. Yeah, what the fuck in do you guys league. want from me? It's a piece of junk. It's it's baffling. But this was here was a cut that that I had found that did not get much play, and uh, this was when Manfred was asked about uh, why he didn't vacate the title, and it's. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna play. Look at look at how great we are. Damn, dude. Let me let me play this. Like, this better be good. Let me see. I believed that the most fundamental obligation. I said this before was to get the facts, put them out there, and let people make their own judgment as to what happened in the 2017 season, the 2017 World Series. If nothing else, I think we can all agree that we've gotten enough facts out there that plenty of people have made their judgments as to what went on. And once you have a situation in which the 2017 World Series will always be looked at as something different, whether or not you put an asterisk or ask for the trophy back, it just... I don't think it makes that much difference. I think we did what we should do. That was we found the facts and we were transparent about them. Last, once you go down that road of changing what happens on the field, I just don't know how you decide where you stop. (laughs) Yeah, man. So listen, 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 bud. We looked, found the knife with your fingerprints on it. There's blood all over it pretty sure you did the murder but that's all we're trying to do is just find the facts so you know you're good you're done we found the facts the public will judge you that's all that's it you're you're good he just doesn't get it It, he doesn't he basically says that yeah i think did i play the wrong clip i (laughs) mean no that's fine because i hate that i i hate that i hate him even more now i don't think i'd heard that yeah. He's just the worst. Well, there, there was, and it's also because in my headphones I can like barely hear <laughs> the clip. But um, uh, we're just, you know, we're just fucking around here. So like, whatever. Yeah, we'll uh, cut that out later. <laughs> um, but he he basically says like the public can decide for themselves. Yeah. No, that's what he said. Okay, yeah. that's what he said. Yeah, because I I can't hear it. Yeah. So yeah, the the public can can basically be like, they can decide. You know, whether or not like it, 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 he's equating it to like when Donald Trump was elected president and there was a whole movement of saying, well, hey, he's not my president. And then the counter to that was, well, he is. And like, while I don't want Donald Trump to be president, doesn't matter what I want. Yeah. The dude is the fucking president. So no matter if I say well, I'm not recognizing the Astros as the 2017 World Series champions, and that's just how it is. Doesn't fucking matter, because what I feel about the situation doesn't make a difference as to whether or not they are the champions. Yeah, and they are still the champions because it was not taken away from them, listen. and our just feelings about it aren't going to change any of no. that. What you can do is you can spend money on baseball products, go to all the games and boo them, and just, you know... Take your anger out that way. That's the that's the only way they're gonna feel it is if people don't, you know, purchase their product. But, you know, obviously now with the Mookie Betts acquisition, I don't think that's gonna happen, says the person that's already bought a jersey. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, should we should, should is there because we can get to Mookie now. 
But do we have any... We always have time for Mookie. Any any lingering thoughts on this? It's just... I, I was telling... I forget who I was telling, but it's just going to linger forever. I mean, I, you know I was born October 20th, 1988, mm. like a couple hours after the Dodgers won the World Series for the last time. And, you know, that was the first time that we'd ever seen the Dodgers play in the World Series. Mm-hmm. Like when Kike had those, what was it, three home runs? Yeah, against the Cubs? three home runs. I was winter. running around my house screaming. Yeah. Like I couldn't believe they were going to yeah. the World Series. And then like the electricity around the city leading up to it and then winning game one and being like, oh, shit, they might actually do it this year. Yeah. And then to lose game two because Ken Lee gave up a home run to Marwin Gonzalez, you know, robbed, robbed Corey Seager of that incredible moment with that home run. And then lose game three because Darvish has a bad game. Game four, win that one because, you know, uh, Alex Wood changes signs the entire game. Right. Game five, the epic Kershaw meltdown. Mm-hmm. Game six, I think game six was on Halloween. Game six, was I was at game six. You're like, yeah. yeah. Incredible game. Mm-hmm. They win that one, force a game seven. You're like, oh, my God. Game seven at home, they could do it. Darvish is going to have a rebound game. Mm-hmm. And then the game's over in the first inning. And so, like, we've lived with that forever. Like, I I left on a flight to Chicago the next day after Game 7, and the gate next to me was going back to Houston. Oh, Jesus. So all morning I was watching people in their Verlander and Springer and Altuve jerseys all celebrating. And, you know, so we've lived with that. Then we went, went through 2018, which was just a god-awful season. Yeah. One of the worst seasons ever. They still win the division because <laughs> the Rockies, come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the fucking Rockies uh, beat the Brewers, go back to the World Series, play the Red Sox, which, you know, no one expected them to beat the Red Sox. That Red Sox team right. was a juggernaut. I don't even care. I, does anyone care about the Red Sox cheating allegations no. anymore? No one no. cares. No one cares. I saw recently, and I think this is kind of, this leads to my theory about the whole the whole cheating allegations. Is um, Ian Kinsler talked about it a couple weeks ago because he came to the Red Sox at the end of that season. And he said that what their system was, was it was similar to the Astros Codebreaker stuff where um, they, they, they would watch signs in-game and break those down. And uh, in the game, guys could go back to their film room in the locker room and kind of pick up some signs that, that they were giving. That way, when they're on second base, they could relay them. Yeah. They did not have a method in which they would relay it in real it time live. to the batter. Yeah. And I think that that's probably what most teams were doing yeah. is is utilizing well, that, which is not, like, to be real, like, that's not terribly different than guys watching game tape uh, of, yeah. of defenses in the NFL in the middle of the game. You, like, watching defensive schemes and, and shit like that. It's, I mean, you're still using it to try to get an edge in the game, but... It's very different from relaying them in real, in real time because yeah, no. you still have to get somebody to second base, yeah. which is way more difficult than having a guy bang on a trash yeah. can. But you know, the so they lost the World Series to the Red Sox. Red mm. Sox were one of the best baseball teams I've ever seen that year. Yeah, um, and then to have last year end the way it did, uh, and then to this this whole off season where everything started to come out, like they should have won in twenty seventeen. We shouldn't have to worry about this. Like, if they win in 2017, I don't fucking care about the last two years. Yeah. I don't fucking care about the next 20 years. Right. (laughs) Like, I I just want one. I just want one damn World Series in my life. And it's just, until they finally win one, just, it's going to be annoying more than anything. 
that's ah I fucking hate Houston. I hate them. I don't like them at all. But I think now that brings us to this season in which renewed hope. Yes. Which like every baseball season is. Mm. There's always that feeling of like opening day. This could be a great season. And then you look down and you realize you're a Padres fan. <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, well, never mind." It's like it's that family guy bit, you know. <laughs> When uh in like in three years when Tatis is really raking and when a pitching staff is assembled at some point, um, and they've traded them all for <laughs> some over the hill, has been. Yeah, I you, totally. Yep. <laughs> I see it, Padres fans. You guys are almost there, so close. Oh man. Um. But I've never been more excited for a baseball season, legitimately. Yeah. Um, with everything with the Astros stuff, I, as much as like, you know, obviously it's painful as a Dodger fan because it affected us more than anybody, but the reality is it's going to be very exciting to watch any Astros game this season. Oh my God. They're going to get obliterated. (laughs) It's going to be so good. (laughs) All of baseball now has a common enemy, which has never happened really. And... They've united Dodgers and Yankees fans yeah. into one coalition yeah. of probably the most annoying fan bases you could possibly imagine. <laughs> like, definitely, like, Yankees fans are number one, and then I think Dodgers fans, definitely number two. And then, you know, Astros fans have now probably vaulted up to the upper echelon of annoying fan bases, but, yeah, it's... It's impossible to imagine anybody uniting an entire country in hatred the way the Astros have united all baseball fans across, you know, across the world probably to just want to see them all just get clipped the entire season with fastballs. That I do want to bring this up. Okay, so I I forgotten about this. Um there are current odds out for who will get hit by a pitch first from the Astros? Um, do you? Who do you think the odds-on favorite is? Uh, Dusty Baker delivering the lineup card <laughs> to home plate. Someone's just gonna grab a baseball and chuck it at him. Poor Dusty, man. Poor guy. He does not deserve any of this. He's the nicest dude in the world. I feel so bad for him. He's going to come to Dodger Stadium for the All-Star Game, and he's just going to get mercilessly booed. (laughs) This is going to be the last team that he manages to in his life. You know, like, he's not going to get another job. He shouldn't have gotten another job, but he had to. Again, we'll talk – this will be a good preview for something we're going to talk about later. Uh, My brain has the innate ability to manifest things into existence. Mm Because I'm pretty sure one of the first things I said when the uh, punishments for the Astros started to come out and uh, you know AJ Hinch got fired, I'm pretty sure I tweeted that one of their punishments would also be forced to hire Dusty Baker's manager, and that was a good like month before they actually did hire Dusty Baker's manager. So if you have anything that you want me to will into existence, just let me know. Just let me know because I will do it. Apparently, it's amazing. I just I feel bad for him. I know. He's, and it's funny because this is probably his best chance to actually win a World Series. Yeah. But if they do, no one's going to care. No. 
it'll just be like, fuck you guys. You don't deserve it. No one, because you guys don't get the benefit of the doubt. And that's just going to be all year. All year they're going to get it. But uh, actual player, I would just, whoever leads off for them. Right. Is it probably Altuve? The the current favorite is Altuve at plus 300. Yeah. Uh, Bregman at plus 350. You have Carlos Correa plus 400. George Springer plus 500. We'll talk about George Springer in a second because we have we can't move on from the Astros just yet after what Springer did today. Uh, Yuli Gurriel plus seven hundred, and then the field is plus a thousand. Yeah, listen, they're all going to get it at some point. They are. None of them are going to be spared. The over year. under for is like eighty three and a half or something. Yeah, I like think, for I think when I saw it for hit by pitches for the whole season, um, and. Slam the over. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Easiest easiest bet of all time. There's there's none of them are avoiding chaos this no. year. None of them. None no. of them. Um I'm really pulling for yeah, in in the vein of Dusty Baker, except somebody just takes it and tries to throw it as far as they can up to uh the owner's box where Jim Crane is. Oh my sitting. god, can you imagine? That would actually be amazing. I had no He deserves it. Dude, that guy's an idiot. He's <laughs> I had no opinion of the man until he did that press conference, and he sat there and was like, "Well, uh, it uh, it didn't alter the game, or it did alter the game, or yeah, he said it didn't impact the game." And then the the reporter asked, "Are you saying that you don't think it impacted the game?" And he goes, "No, I never said that." And he literally had said thirty seconds prior to that that he thought well, it didn't impact the game. I, I never dig my feet in Eddie's couch. <laughs> Am I just gonna come up in someone's house and dig my feet in their couch? Yeah, I remember digging, digging my feet in Eddie's couch. <laughs> it's the same thing. How could you be that stupid? It's it's just more proof that billionaires are dumb. <laughs> Don't let anyone tell you that billionaires are smarter than you kids. No. Don't do it. They're all stupid. I just, yeah. How we've probably been talking most of this time about the Astros. Right. They suck. Fuck them. No. Fuck the Astros. Yeah. George Springer, that shit was so funny today. <laughs> that is the... F- can it's, you... It's so good. I, he, do we have the sound? I, we do, actually. I gotta... Oh, my God. It's just... So, like, if this is how he's gonna act during spring training against the Mets, <laughs> what is gonna happen when you actually have to go to, like, New York? You have to go play the Yankees. Yeah. What are you going to do? This is the uh, SNY call. Look at that. I'm giving a courtesy to oh. it. God damn. I'm so good at this. Sponsor us, please. Here we go. The affable George Springer. And he tried to hit the ball 17,000 miles in response to the booze. Uh, you fucking idiot! <laughs> he falls to a knee because uh, he swung so hard it's, at a pitch in spring it's training. It's what, like game four of spring training? <laughs> and you're just trying to launch a ball because you want to shut up the crowd? These people have no investment whatsoever. No. They just dislike you because you guys are in the news. Yeah. They're Mets fans. What do they care? <laughs> they they have like a solid two months to care about baseball before they remember they're the Mets. You're. This is how you're going to react to them? What what are you gonna do when like it's a bunch like I don't know how many people fit in Yankee Stadium probably like seventy yeah. fifty you know seventy five eighty thousand people whatever that many people that many drunk New Yorkers just screaming at you <laughs> like they will 
they'll destroy you, George. Dude. What are you doing? What are you doing? And I think the funniest part of this is, as far as I know, because I don't really know everything there is to know about this, because it just makes me want to fucking punch walls or yeah. punch punch holes in the wall. Uh, George Springer isn't really one of the bigger names involved in all this, is he? No, no, he, not as much as certainly not as certainly not as much as Bregman and Correa and Altuve. Yeah. So like, if he's acting like this, what what are the other guys gonna do? Right. I just I can't wait to watch it. It's gonna be so good. I Alex Bregman's gonna throw a temper tantrum. Oh, one hundred percent. And that's gonna be wonderful. People are gonna pull up the audio of him saying like, "Oh, I love the unwritten rules. (laughs) It's so good." Yeah. But you know, and another thing with Manfred. how is he going to re- respond to the first pitcher that intentionally throws at an Astro? Is he going to suspend him? God damn it. Do you think he has the mental capacity to understand why that would be a very bad idea? <laughs> the The optics behind that, do you think he understands those? Yeah, there, no. <laughs> there's there's no way. He's already like done the whole put out a, a, a warning to everyone saying, hey, don't do this. Which it's still going to happen. It's going to happen. No one cares. 100%. I, I guarantee you that not a single one of these players cares no. about what Rob Manfred has to say anymore. No. It's oh, it's going to be so beautiful. I it's, can't wait. It is. It is. I, 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 there's a lot of people who are concerned. They're like, oh, baseball's a mess right now. This is so damn entertaining. It, like, this, this is, is the first time that anyone has ever talked about baseball. Yeah. Uh, at least – on our programming, right? At Fox Sports Radio, uh, which you know, okay, sure, well, baby steps, <laughs> but yeah, like it's it's secretly a blessing for baseball. I just wish they had uh, responded better, right, in the first place. But right, hey, listen, you can't dwell in the past. No. The twenty twenty Dodgers are going to be fun, and they're going to be good, which means that they're going to lose the wild card series. Yeah. To, uh, I don't know, let's Colorado or somebody. <laughs> the Cubs, who should be absolutely terrible this yeah. year. The Reds will get there out of Yeah, the way. Reds. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's it's going to be great. I mm-hmm. love it. I'm so ready. I'm just a little, I'm a little, you know, a little piggy that needs a slop. And yeah. slop is the Dodgers continually breaking my heart. And then, you know, we'll be back here in a year saying like, well, you know, it was worth it to trade for Mookie Betts. You just can't, you know. He wanted to go play in San Francisco. What can you do? <laughs> Unbelievable. I can't. I still can't believe they got Mookie Betts. I know it, it's, it's. It doesn't even seeing him like at spring training, looking yeah. miserable. By the way, <laughs> he hates it. Big ass smile across his face at all times. He's just oh god. He's he's struggling. It just it still doesn't feel real and. Uh. Before the Red Sox got cold feet and backed out, which mm. we all know they did. Right. There's no one cares about the medicals. Yeah. You guys saw the fan reaction. You realized you got fleeced, and so you wanted more. That's fine. But don't pretend you didn't. That's that's insane to me, too. Like, how did they not think that that sort of reaction was going yeah. to happen? Oh, you know, there's this guy that you all love that is, you know, probably second best player in baseball. Uh, and we're going to trade him for Alex Verdugo because we don't want to pay him next year. And you guys are going to like it. And then all the Boston fans are like, wait, hold on. No, that sucks ass, dude. Why would we like that? And they're like, oh, okay, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> uh, even with all that, I think I like the second trade for the Dodgers more than the first yeah, trade. Yeah, yeah. Which is hilarious. 
that yeah. Andrew Friedman stays winning like that? Because, <laughs> like, Jeter Downs is, is going to be pretty good, but... I don't care. Yeah. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, he, he was... And, and we fleeced the Reds in that deal last year. Yeah, like like I told you, that was, that was house money. Yeah. Him and Gray were house money as far as I was concerned. Exactly. And to not to not have to give up both of them yeah. to get Mookie Betts is hilarious. Yeah. It's amazing. And they got Brewster Graterall. Yeah. However the fuck you say his name. Brewster Graterall. Graterall. Gatorade. Uh he's gonna be amazing, I think. He, At least yeah. he should fill a role that the Dodgers haven't had for a long time. Right. Uh and all they gave up was Maeda, who didn't want to be here anyway. No. And yeah, it's I, like Maeda who I, I I will I, I think Maeda is a super underrated pitcher. Yeah, absolutely. And and it has been very productive in the regular season. I think people give him a lot of shit because he's not like a stud all the time. Um but I, I think for one you need to always remember the fact that he turned into a a, a, a an elite reliever in the postseason out of mm-hmm. nowhere. Um and but I, I'm I'm good with moving him because I feel like even though his contract was super team friendly, it also was kind of an elephant in the room because yeah, while he, Maeda was better in the bullpen, you couldn't fully move him to the bullpen because something about it didn't really feel right because you're withholding like five yeah. million dollars from mm-hmm. him in order to do it. And he didn't want to do it. He didn't right. want to pitch out of the bullpen. He wanted to start. Yeah, which is fine. Like okay, so you get someone that can come out of the bullpen mm-hmm. and probably do what he did, but better. So yeah, so yeah, no, sucks I'm, I'm to see you go. I, I'll miss you, Kenta. I'll miss Will the Thrill. But uh, it, it's Mookie fucking bets. Exactly. Like, end of the day. It, when the when the trade was in limbo, which I don't ever think it was really in limbo. Right. Uh, you know, I, I don't give a shit. Just, it's Mookie Betts. Yeah. Just get him. Just go get him, and then you figure it out later. Yeah. If Connor Wong is hitting 25 bombs a year in 2025, <laughs> but the Dodgers have won, like, a World Series or two, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Jeter Downs... Who is already the best cheater to ever play in the AL East? <laughs> uh, if he hits, you know, twenty home runs a year and gets on base at a four eighty or whatever, I just—it's Mookie Betts. Yeah. At the end of the day, like teams that want to win the World Series, teams that want to win a Super Bowl, teams that want to win an NBA Finals, you have to go and get the impact guys. I, the Clippers, you know, they got Kawhi Leonard. Uh. Kawhi wasn't coming without another superstar, mm-hmm. so they went and got Paul George. Yeah, uh, that's what you have to do. Yeah, it's really what you have to do. So it's it's incredible. He's going to be awesome here. I cannot imagine that the Dodgers traded for him without the idea of re-signing him. Right. Because uh, you know, by all accounts, Andrew Friedman has been in love with Mookie Betts since he debuted in Boston. Uh-huh. So we should be looking at you know a long time of Bellinger, Betts, and Bueller. Which I'm cool with that. Yeah. That's fine. Uh yeah, God, it should be fun this year. I um an another level that I liked of it was the fact that the uh the jock trade also fell through because Artie Moreno decided to uh <laughs> just incredible. Just so good. It reminded me of like um there's that scene in the first Austin Powers where um he's playing blackjack with against number two and he, he's got a five <laughs> or like uh number two like hit on something 
and and uh, he's like, whoa, we're going to hit on a 17 or whatever? He says, I like to live dangerously. Yeah. And then Austin Powers has a five sitting there, and he says, I'll stay. <laughs> and the dealer says, you have a five, sir. And he says, I also like to live dangerously. dangerously. Yep. And then dealer, 17 beats your five. Uh, it reminds me of that where, like, Artie Moreno is, is looking at the situation. He goes, you know what? I hold the cards here. Yeah. Fine. You don't want to do this deal with me right now, then you don't ever get to do it with me. <laughs> and then he sits back and goes, ha ha. The art, yes. the art of the deal on <laughs> full display by Artie Moreno. Uh, I think that was the one time, maybe outside of um, Alvarez to Houston. Uh-huh. I think that's the one time where Friedman just got had in a deal. Yeah. And for Artie to be like, actually, you know what? Psych. Never mind. Uh, blessing, hero. Thank you, Artie. Thank you. the The actual Los Angeles baseball team is forever in your debt. I know, cause yeah. my God, do they need starting pitching? Right. And uh, you know, Ross Stripling is definitely the Dodgers' seventh or eighth starter. Uh, he probably would have been the Angels' ace. Right. Which that's uh. Very good job signing Anthony Rendon there, you guys. You really, you really hit the nail on the head there. Unbelievable. Uh, did you see this story about Mookie Betts and his first speech to the Dodgers team? No. It was very interesting. He, you know, he came in and he kind of stood up and introduced himself, and then started to tell everyone how he was going to hold them accountable for the entire season, and you know, like setting rules for workouts and how they were going to approach every single game with a certain mindset and stuff. And, you know, Justin Turner was taken aback. Well, not taken aback, but Justin Turner was like, oh, damn, this guy's for real. So I think, and Andre Ethier kind of echoed it too. Like, I think the Dodgers had started to get worried about complacency. Hmm. And obviously, Turner and Kershaw are both probably the leaders of the team. Mm -hmm. But I think Betts brings like a new level and a new... uh, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Maybe like qualifications, seeing as he is a former MVP and a, right. a World Series champion. So I, I definitely think that the Dodgers were kind of mindful of making sure that they did not get complacent or or stale. Yeah. Stale is a very good word, I think. There, because you know they've really been the same team for the last mm-hmm. four or five years that they've actually been competitors. So. Good on them, man. I I think that and that sort of echoes the way that the fan base have been has been feeling. Where, uh, and that's that's kind of where the frustration came from at the beginning of the off season was we felt that the front office maybe is feeling complacent. Where they look at the team and go, they're they're good right now. We don't really need to add much to this. And that's where our frustration is. Is like, well, we need we need that spark. We need somebody to come in and 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 remind us that. We're not there yet. They, that we need to uh, get that boost of energy and yeah. somebody that's going to come in with that sort of level of leadership and hold everyone accountable. Um, however, you know they, they also did need somebody to replace Zach Greinke to make sure that everybody's washing their hands after they. <laughs> so, so <laughs> maybe that's they've been missing that since then. Um, but no, yeah, I, I, I think uh, that's no, that's really good to hear because like. Yeah, I, I I think the 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 team probably felt the same way the fans were feeling, where it's like, uh, you know, we know that we are good enough, but we haven't had the full results yeah. yet. 
So it is there's, there's that frustration. There's there's only so many Max Muncies in the right. world. Like that's that's another issue that the Dodgers have is if you're not signing an Anthony Rendon or signing a Garrett Cole, there's not a lot they can do to get better. You've already right. won 106 games. Yeah. So all you can do is add like a Francisco Lindor or a Mookie Betts, and you know they actually did it. I know they went out and did it. I, it's it's not going to feel real until opening day. Right. And then you know, fingers crossed, it'll feel realer next year when he's re-upped for mm. ten years, four hundred million dollars, twelve years, mm. thirteen years. I don't cheap out, please, Andrew. You got him here. Now just do what it takes to keep him right here. That's all. That's all. It it really does, and in hindsight too, it it makes it look a lot better that the Dodgers passed on Bryce Harper, or at least like they well, pretended like they were in. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. There's no salary cap in baseball, right? So if they really right. wanted to, they could have signed. They could have just had all of them. Yeah, which yeah. would be uh, listen. Wild, but... I'm all for it. But hey, listen. Yeah. Anytime you have, anytime you have a chance to dodge like a 14 million dollar tax bill, you got to take it. <laughs> you got to take it. You can't miss it. Fucking luxury tax is more than what the Astros got fined. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, what's uh? Let's have some spring training overreactions. Oh, my God. And there's no overreaction in spring training. <laughs> there is no. First of all, this is this is something we want to have fun with, but, but also I would never have a negative overreaction about anyone ever in spring training, and I think people need to hear this, all four of you that are listening to this podcast. Yeah, no. um, if you are watching a spring training game and have any sort of negative opinion about any of the players and think that it doesn't bode well for their season or anything like that, turn the turn it off. Turn the TV turn, off. Go outside. Find a new hobby completely. <laughs> get, get, get some help. Stop everything. Pretend like baseball no longer exists. Because spring training is so fucking irrelevant when it comes it to matter. any sort of future performance no. in, in the negative sense. There are things where you can see, like, you can see positive things. Like uh, what's it? Cody Thomas, who is like just raking the last couple of days. Is that's that's his name, right? Boomer Sooner, baby. Yeah, there you go. Former Oklahoma quarterback <laughs> Cody Thomas. All of a sudden, he's a person. Or like if you think back to like Puig Spring when he right before he came up, he was going crazy there, in that spring, and then that forced their hand into the the conversation, and he are, did in fact have a good yeah, season. There are always flashes in spring training. It's yeah. just about carrying them over and extending them through the regular season. And I think one of those flashes that we've seen is Kenley Jansen throwing like 93, 94 again yeah. with some movement on his pitches? Because he started off last spring training around 87? Yeah. Something like that? Uh, and, you know, like in the last week of spring training, because they just let him do whatever the fuck he wanted to do last year. <laughs> and, and this is one of the situations where a negative of somebody in spring training does actually... Carry over? Yeah. Be, yeah. And, and that's where it, it's because of the peripherals. It's not because of performance in games. It's because of the fact that he was actually not throwing that high. And you kind of at the time wrote it off to, oh, well, he's just building his arm up. But he also had a very packed off season. Clearly, he shouldn't have gotten married. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> clearly listen, that was that the is, problem. That's what I'm learning from uh, all this. <laughs> no, but uh, he he was not throwing as hard as he normally was when he first came into camp. And sure enough, he had velocity issues all year. Yeah. Um, that's That's the sort of thing. I don't care that A.J. Pollock struck out with two runners on the other day in the no. bottom of an inning. I do care that he later on hit a hit an opposite field home run 
because it is good to see things like that. I don't give a shit if his if it, because like keep in mind in spring you have pitchers that are that are trying out new pitches entirely. Yeah, there there's all a whole bunch of new mechanics they might be working into the rotation, um, and the same thing goes for hitters where their approach might be different than what they would normally do in a regular season game. Maybe their stance is different. Everybody's working through mechanical issues, and they haven't played in months. So, like, it doesn't matter. Jock Peterson changes his stance in the regular season. (laughs) Like, Changes positions in the regular season as well, apparently. (laughs) Results do not matter in spring training. I don't care. No. That said, everyone on the Dodgers pitching staff needs to go to driveline baseball. That's right. That is non-negotiable. Bueller went to driveline. Look how good he is. Mm -hmm. Alex Wood went to driveline. His velocity's up. Kinley went to driveline. Velocity's up. Mechanics are up. Or, you know, movement's up on his pitches. And, again, like I said, my brain can will things into existence. Because we have been saying for a few weeks now, since we found out that Alex Wood went to driveline and then that Kinley Jansen went to driveline, Mm -hmm. that Clayton Kershaw... Went to driveline baseball. Yes. Hero. Incredible. The most stubborn pitcher and probably, you know, one of the top five most stubborn guys of all time. That's just always going to trust his stuff and his mechanics and the way he does things for him to finally relent and be like, maybe I should go and see what these guys are talking about. Uh, I hope he comes out throwing 95, 96 again. Oh, my God. Gets the old, you know, Uncle Charlie working, the slider. Just the idea of a renewed Kershaw. Yeah. It it sounds amazing. And again, we spoke this into existence. Mm -hmm. We're incredible. (laughs) My brain, my brain is working overtime. I have started to manufacture scenarios to get Francisco Lindor to the Dodgers as well. Uh So when that happens in a week or two. Yeah. You know who to thank. It's just, it's, it gives me so much joy to see Kershaw kind of accept that he might not be the complete and total dominant ace that he was Mm -hmm. and start to look for help from others. Yeah. And like, obviously, Kershaw's peak is just so much higher Mm -hmm. than probably every other pitcher we've ever seen. So, like, yeah, of course, when he starts to decline, it's going to look worse compared to his peak. He's still really fucking good last yeah. year. Yeah, exactly. Like, people he started people make to, a fuss about Kershaw's season last year. Yeah. He was still, I believe, in the top 10 in Cy yeah. Young at the end of the season. He's, he's, he's still he gave very up, good. He gave up a lot of home runs at the end of the year. Right. But, you know, he was still good. And, you know, he's always going to be good. It's just like it's the same thing with where we're at with LeBron James. Like, his peak was so much higher than we've – seen since you know jordan and kobe Mm. that as he starts to come down from that peak uh it kind of changes how we look at him it looks like he was eighth in the cy young voting last year and he was an all-star yeah um yeah no he's he was great last year he's just not he's just not kershaw great anymore right which is understandable and he doesn't have to be no because he won a world series in 2017 (laughs) But yeah, it's just the pitching staff should be fun. The hitting should be fun. Mm-hmm. Whole team should be fun. Just, just win one. Dude. 
just win one. Just that's all I want is just one. Yeah. And like this this season, with the expectations that I now have for this season, like anything less. I obviously in the past couple of years, you know, it's it, it has been a World Series or bust mindset. But like in 2018, it's, when they got to the World Series, you didn't expect it. No, when no. beating the Brewers was their peak. Like that. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Like that was that denied some happiness for people in this right. building, and that's fine. With me. <laughs> um, but they, yeah, they weren't going to win the World Series. They, they got to the World Series on a down season. Last year was obviously a gigantic disappointment because they should have beaten the Nationals in that series, and they didn't. And it, you know. I mean, they just got outplayed. Like it wasn't. It wasn't. They. I mean, there were bad decisions made by Roberts in Game Five. Yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, Lux hit that ball that just died at the track. Yeah. If it, you know, carries two more feet like every single ball did at Dodger Stadium mm-hmm. last year, they win the game and they're off to the NLCS. Mm-hmm. Who knows? They probably would beat the Cardinals. The Cardinals were not very good last year. Right. Uh, and then they're just right back in the World Series against the Astros. Right. And who knows what happens then. Yeah. But it's baseball. It's a long, long fucking season. Uh, you know, by the time the season will start, I'll get married. I'll go to Coachella. I will, you know, move somewhere with my wife. We will have a whole summer together. We'll have, you know, my birthday. And then it'll be the postseason for baseball. Like, we all have so much shit that happens during the course of a baseball season, it's insane. And it's just so long. Who knows what happens? But still, looking at it now, it's hard not to think that they're a supreme favorite, especially with yeah. what's happened to the Yankees yeah. over the last couple of days. Yeah. Severino done for the season. Yeah. Um, Terrible. Stan's going to start off the season with an injury, which is which who knows know, the, the sky's blue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, no, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a huge blow. Severino's so talented and that, that sucks. Like, no, it's terrible. You don't want to see anybody get no. hurt ever. No. Especially not our new ally Yankees. Uh, thank God, yeah. Just win one one World Series. Just one. Just one. That's all I need. That's this all I need. to be it. And, and now that we've figured out how to, like, operate this board in here, which I think we're doing well enough. Again, you might be hearing an echo of Bo, and this whole thing has just been garbage. Or you're not hearing an echo of Bo, and this whole thing has just been garbage. Uh, Both are very strong possibilities. Very strong possibilities. Very possible. Hopefully, we're going to do this throughout the season and beyond. Oh, no. This is is a thing. This is... We've done one. That's all you Just got to get your feet wet. Yeah. Once you're in here, you're in here. That's all that matters. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. We're going to overreact to some... You know, it's going to be June 3rd, June 4th. They're going to lose a game to the Padres. And we're going to come in here and be like, fucking Dave Roberts <laughs> is such an idiot. Because, you know, they lost to the Padres. They're like, they're going to be like 35 and 10 or some shit like that. And we're going to have people that are claiming that Dave Roberts is brain dead. And, you know, Cody Bellinger went one for four with a home run. So he should obviously be sent down to AAA. <laughs> Uh, you know, don't re-sign Mookie Betts because he hit a ground ball to third. <laughs> you know, it's going to be great. Can't wait. And I can't wait to share it with everybody because the mind of a Dodgers fan is... It's weird. It's very weird. It's <laughs> because because every other baseball fan wants to be us, 
but at the same time, again, like, I disagree. Being a Dodgers fan is a special kind of torture. Yeah. It's terrible because everyone yeah. thinks, everyone always says like, oh, you guys are like, the, they're like the Yankees of the West. Except the Yankees win shit. <laughs> we don't win anything. No. No. It sucks. You, I was telling Anthony, he used to work here, he's a Rockies fan. You know, like, it's, it's fucking heaven to be a Rockies fan. No one cares if you win or lose. Uh-huh. It's like being a Lakers fan. Like, the Clippers can lose a game to the Kings and no one gives a shit. Mm-hmm. The Lakers lose a game to the Kings? Yeah. Oh, my God. It, people wouldn't shut up about it for three months. No. The Dodgers, the Dodgers lose a series in July to the, you know, the Braves or somebody, and there's going to be like, are the Dodgers in trouble? The Dodgers, you know, is their season over? Blah blah blah. The Rockies lose a series in July, and everyone is used to it because they're the fucking Rockies. Mm. No one cares. It's it sucks. It sucks to have the expectation of winning, and not actually winning, until this year when they win it all. Because that is my official prediction. Oh. The Dodgers will be 2020 World Series champions. They will beat the Houston Astros in six games. I'm putting that out there. F8 that. F8. Let's go. F8. I don't do predictions, but I feel good about this one. I feel good about this one. It's just, it, it's poetic. It's written in the stars. It is. It's... Imagine with me, this has nothing to do with the Dodgers winning the World Series. Imagine with me, you uh, you live in Kansas, in Topeka, Kansas, and 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 you and your wife drive out to a to a nice old fashioned rodeo. You want to go see a rodeo for the evening. You buy your tickets and you, you get into the stands, and you're watching, and there's this man on a on a horse. And and he's using his right hand, but for some weird reason, you you look at him and you go, Isn't that Madison Bumgarner? That's insane. I thought that was a fake story. <laughs> it's I was fake. I was like, okay, so this is from the onion, right? <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's so good. It's hilarious. It's so it, funny. It makes me like him more. It does. Because it's the funniest fucking thing. Yeah. And now that he's not a giant, who gives a shit? He's on the Diamondbacks. Oh, oh God. Okay. <laughs> you you stink now, but that's fine. Yeah. Uh, dude, can you imagine? Can you imagine if he fucking got like impaled by a bull or yeah. something? Yeah. Like, how do you explain? Did he really crash his dirt bike, or did he fall off a horse? <laughs> what was he doing at the rodeos? Was he just like, was he like riding bulls? He was. Yeah. He was, he was doing it all. He was doing that shit. I, That's I amazing. I don't really know how a rodeo works, but he was. He was Listen, doing it. He's he's a two sport athlete, among the likes of Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders. That's incredible. It's it's Can, such a. Do you remember that point in the off season where there were like rumors that the Dodgers were interested in yeah, Madison Bumgarner? Yeah. There was a good two weeks where I what was a, like trying to convince myself. Yeah. To be what okay a with it. what a nightmare. Yeah. No. Thank God. My my thought process was like, well, Honeycutt could maybe fix him, and then I was like, right. oh yeah, Honeycutt's not their pitching coach anymore, so mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Fuck, man, that would have been. I, he's probably as good of a pitcher as David Price right now. If we're being I think, honest, I think David Price is probably better. He's right probably now. he'll uh, David Price 
could very well thrive this season. Yeah, like he as could, long as he stays healthy. Yeah. Um. Uh. Before before he was actually good last year, mm-hmm. like Ryu was a better pitcher than Madison Bumgarner. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I hope that Ryu finds continued success in Toronto. I I don't think he will because no. it's a much different animal yeah. when you're pitching at Fenway and New Yankee Stadium. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's just man, that's fucking funny. I know. That's just I know. How if you're a Giants fan, like, what? Maybe you win in an odd year because Bumgar like. <laughs> <laughs> did Bumgarner miss time because he fucked up doing his like I know. side gig as a rodeo <laughs> a rodeo participant that's and that's yeah. so country yeah that's the funny like oh my god there's so many layers to that yeah it's incredible Mason Saunders oh god <laughs> sounds like it oh I think I think uh, I think Madison Bumgarner's wife is also named Madison Bumgarner that was no. That was a. Th- that, it's not his wife. It, he dated a girl. Named he dated Madison a girl named Madison Bumgarner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, his also wife, weird. Yeah. Also his, weird. His wife's maiden name is Saunders. That's why he. he oh. Yeah. He cut off part of Madison and made it Mason, and then took his wife's maiden name. Wow, that's that's a little more brain power than I yeah. thought Madison Bumgarner had. To be <laughs> right. honest with you. Right. That's. Good for him. <laughs> We're proud of you. We're proud of you, Madison. But like, imagine if you're like at. A local skate park and you you turn and you're like isn't that Kawhi Leonard <laughs> <laughs> like just like riding a skateboard at the skateboard you're like that's is that? he goes no uh it's Kevin Thompson it's me Kevin <laughs> I am riding a skateboard right now oh. Oh, okay. I do not play professional sure. basketball for the Los Angeles Clippers <laughs> it is not Kawhi Leonard dude oh my god those fucking paws of Kawhi's, mm. Jesus, trying to, oh, just holding a skateboard. Can you imagine? Snap that thing in half. Good lord, dude. This really got off the rails. I know. Wow. I know. Who on the Dodgers is most likely to wind up at a rodeo? Um, it's Max Muncie. Yeah, that, that was one hundred percent. It's Max Muncie. <laughs> I would pay to watch Max Muncie wrestle a bull. Oh God. Isn't that Max Muncie is the most amazing story in baseball? Uh, yeah, yeah, like it's, it's great. I have a I just, jersey now. I'm so. Oh yeah, one hundred. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> he. Uh, it's just so funny. I remember, I remember like when they first called him up because Turner got hurt, and the general reaction was okay, Max Muncie sure. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's like hitting thirty six home runs a year. Yeah. <laughs> I that's the. That's the kind of thing where I can understand where other fan bases get frustrated mm-hmm. because every year the Dodgers pull some guy out of the scrap heap yeah. and turn him into like an all-star. I want to on a on a future show we'll 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 make our predictions as to who's next cuz I've got a couple guys in mind that I think well, like Cody Thomas uh, yeah all of a like, sudden he's clearly, there now yeah. If if he can cut down on the swing and miss, good god. <laughs> good lord. <laughs> Uh, skinny Tyler White, <laughs> come back. See get, now, get back on the forty man. Tyler White, can he go suck it? I he um on that chart of like how many bangs he had in comparison yeah. to how many pitches, or um or I think it's by plate appearances. Or I think it's plate appearances. Uh, he a quarter of his 
plate appearances. So year. we can like kind of we'll stand down on telling him to suck it. Yeah. For now. Well, that's I mean that's that's one of the higher rates on the team. Oh, is it? Yeah, because uh, strictly because of volume, like with oh yeah, so you know guys like uh, I mean Altuve did only have like two percent of his of his okay. plate appearances, but guys like like Springer, Marwin Gonzalez had the most. Oh God. Um, Fuck and that guy. Was it? It's either Springer or Bregman was second. It's got to be Bregman. Yeah. Um, Smug little douche. The, the other main guys were high up there. Tyler White because he didn't play as much. Didn't wasn't so it's just as percentage high up there based. on volume. But if you go by percentage, he was like third or so. Man. Yeah. Well, that's why he's got cut. Yeah. Piece of shit. Fuck you, Tyler White. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. If you hit a home run that does something of impact, we will love you forever. That's my least favorite thing about Dodgers fans. How attached they get to people. Yeah, yeah. It's I have I see people every day, they're like, Oh, they should probably sign Yasio Puig. Right. And I'm like, No. <laughs> that dude sucks now. No one likes him. I know. There's reason Yasio Puig almost ran me over really? when I worked at Dodgers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that stupid ass orange Z car that he drives. He almost hit me. I I kind of wish he had because it's like, oh, man, Yasiel Puig ran me over. That's yeah. a cool story. Yeah. Also, That's, money. Yes, exactly. Uh, Yeah, he f- – fuck Yasiel Puig. There's a reason that he's not on a team. Why would you want him back? But clearly no one on the team liked him. Like, they were seemed so much happier after he was gone. Like, no, no thank you. No thank you. I think this is we've, – we've now come full circle back to your time at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. I think so. I think this is a good, good kind of ending point. This is the first time we've done this, so we're still. You know what's funny is we never even introduced ourselves. I don't think. Oh fuck. We can do it next time. Yeah. We or we it. could just. You can add an intro. We like, had the, we had the piano music. I think the the four people listening to this podcast probably have. They'll the, forgive the, us, the, yeah. and it's probably like going to be our mom. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll know. And they're probably not even listening at this point they probably they tuned out a while ago this is we're we're an hour hour and a half in we'll trim it we'll trim it yeah yeah we'll we'll make some cuts okay so now that we've come full circle with the with the dodger stadium story we can go all the way full circle as i just realized this because i earlier tonight i rolled in the uh, a speech from one of my favorite films fateful findings okay yeah which is like the room a terrible, terrible movie. We come complete full circle here. We open it up with the room theme, and now I'm going to give you a speech from the film Fateful Findings. Do not ask me what it's... I've watched it twice, and I cannot tell you what it is about. I'm interested. Um, I mean, this guy gets into a car accident, and he's reunited with this girl who he knew as a child, and they, like have some like magic thing oh my God. that connects them and then there's some weird side plots so it's it's star wars episode nine exactly exactly <laughs> damn it um, wow um, <laughs> uh, one of the my favorite side plot in this movie is halfway through the movie he just casually mentions to his girlfriend um that he's been hacking into the most secret government secrets yeah and so this is a speech that he gives at the end of the movie where he's telling everybody that he's exposed corruption on levels that you can't even imagine. And he just kind of continues to use all these vague terms for uh, different things that he's uncovered from his oh hacking God. into the most secret of government secrets. I'm all the way on board. It's it's so 
It's so good. He's like sitting in his office at one point and he's just like typing on a computer and he goes, I've done it. I've hacked into the most secret government oh, secrets. Oh. Can you hear the clack of the keyboard the entire time? <laughs> yes. Oh. And you, like you can see his computer and it's not on. It's not and he doing has it, yeah. multiple computers like when, around. None like of when them someone's are on. playing a video game and you just hear like beeps and boops. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, the controller isn't even plugged in. <laughs> Fuck. Um, so we will we will wrap this up with the with a, a wonderful speech from Fateful Findings. But Bo, I think this is a and this is the first time that either of us have said our names. Well, no, we we said it earlier. I'm Bo. That's Ryan. Uh, we're going to be doing this for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I, I've had fun tonight. It, this uh, this is the first time I've been awake at one o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and not at work for like a year. So hey, this was this is great. I'm hyped up. I'm ready to go. Dude. Let's hear this damn speech. Here we go. I want to be honest with all of you. I've been hacking into government and corporate systems all over the country. All over the world. I have discovered more information than any hacker ever has. Ever. What I have found will shock you. Here are the files and supporting documents and supporting truths, the factual documents. I'm releasing these files to the public today. Who's clapping? Uh, a, a, a clap track. Does he have an audience? Yeah. Well, he's in front of the, uh, the Capitol building when he does oh the speech. Oh, my God. It's a formal, full formal press conference. So he's Julian Assange. Yeah. But yeah, he's not innocence. He's not like a... Yeah, okay. No. That sounds incredible. <laughs> Neil I, Breen. So, like, basically the goal, like, in between us watching baseball and talking about baseball and other sports, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. We work at Fox Sports Radio. We, we, we know what we're talking about occasionally. Yeah. Uh, I think we should just watch bad movies. Absolutely. Which really... Almost anything's a bad movie if you, yeah, if you look at it this way, look at it, look at it that way. So, I'm on board with that. That's that sounds incredible. I can't wait to uh, probably not ever watch it because it sounds like a hideous piece of shit. <laughs> but that was that was a good, it's a good speech from him. I liked it. I liked it. I I, I don't want to fully spoil it, but at as the speech is going, because the speech continues, and then. It was longer than that. Yeah, because because it's also intercut with with uh, other like government officials coming forward and saying like I'm sorry for all the corruption I did, like legitimately just like that. One <laughs> one person says, "I'm sorry for all the money I took from the bank where I work." Listen, folks. <laughs> listen. There's no money stealing. <laughs> This man is lying. Bye-bye. <laughs> and then, uh, like, it gets really graphic out of nowhere because all of the people that come forward saying that they've uh, they've done these terrible things. They get executed? No, they, 
they just they kill themselves in different ways. Oh my god! <laughs> what the hell, man? And it's 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 so weird. It's just out of nowhere. The man's like, "I'm sorry," and then he lifts up a gun, and you're like, "What? What?" Is this? Hold on. <laughs> Wait. How long is this movie? It's a, uh, about an hour and a half. All right. Well, when I get home, I'm going to rent this. <laughs> maybe maybe light up a J, and see what happens. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go home and go to bed. But listen, no way. No way. Oh, my God. Yeah, I could talk for another 20 minutes, so we should we should say our formal goodbyes and hope that everybody comes back for more. But, yeah. It's, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to get better. All right. Boy, <laughs> well, listen, I'm not sure how we could possibly top this. That's true. That's true. We've started we've started very high. The bar is set very very high. But also, you know, we can do it. We can. We can do it. So, it's all four of you who have listened all the way until this Six. Point. Yeah, Six. no, people by now yeah, fall asleep. It's, it's just, fall, they're it's they're sleeping. You don't need this. Yeah, no. We um, appreciate you. But thank you. Yeah. This is the swing shift. Yes. It's Ryan and Bo. Oh, it's so smooth. <laughs> Very formal. We are professionals. Sometimes. Radio professionals. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good.